0: Welcome to Taiwan Report News Brief, news and analysis from Taiwan. I'm Donovan Smith. Up today in the program, problems with the PRC as the virus rages on. The administration releases cash floodgates. The government claims that 2% GDP growth this year will be no problem. And the race for the KMT chair is in the final stretch. But first up, foreigners and overseas residing Taiwanese and Chinese nationals are all coming under scrutiny over payments from the national health insurance. Now here in the Taipei Times, the article is Premier says NHA system must survive and give all Taiwanese equal treatment. Now in the article, by law, people have lived in Taiwan for six months with proof of residence or have a regular employer can be covered by the national health insurance system. During former President Ma ying administration, the Ministry of Health and Welfare expanded the definition of proof of residence to include entry and exit permits and loosened eligibility requirements for Chinese nationals, including the dependents of Chinese spouses of Taiwanese. DPP legislator Lin Jin-shen on Sunday said that he has long wanted to close a loophole that allows Taiwanese who spend most of their time abroad and do not pay taxes in Taiwan to be included in the NHI system for a low price, but his proposals did not make it onto the legislative agenda. He plans to submit another proposal targeting people who spend less than six months per year in Taiwan and do not have proof they have paid taxes here, he said. Moving over to Focus Taiwan, the article is... Organizations call for illegal migrant worker amnesty. At a press conference in front of the legislative yuan, the Taiwan International Workers Association, among others, urged the government not to deport or fine undocumented workers in Taiwan and to grant them legal status. Only through these measures can the gap in the epidemic prevention system be fixed, the organization said. The groups were responding to concerns that the nearly 50,000 illegal migrant workers in Taiwan represent a serious loophole in the epidemic prevention system after an undocumented Indonesian female caregiver was confirmed as Taiwan's 32nd COVID-19 patient. Following her diagnosis, Ministry of Labor sent an official document to New Taipei City government instructing the city to investigate the case, which some interpreted as a sign the government is cracking down on illegal workers. Now, although the MOL has said the document was simply an administrative procedure, not a crackdown, migrant groups have continued to call for an amnesty so they can seek treatment without fear of deportation during the epidemic. Now, one of the spokespersons for Tiwa, Taiwan's policies toward undocumented migrant workers, which are limited to deportations, fines, and prohibiting them from being given legal status, ensure that even if these individuals have symptoms of COVID-19, they would rather take their chances than seek treatment. Now, that gets to the core of the problem. There are right now two different government departments that seem to be clashing over this issue. They're trying to make it look like it. They're not clashing so much, but clearly they are. There was another article where the Ministry of Labor made it absolutely clear they were not interested in an amnesty. However, the the Department of Health, the Ministry of Health, and the CECC both came out and said that they did not want to in, be involved in any way, shape, or form in any kind of crackdown because that would take resources away from treating everybody equally from a medical perspective. In other words, they, they went and went specifically talked about how people are basically people and we have to treat them as people and they don't want to be part of a crackdown. Now, the Ministry of Labor, as noted here in this article, sent this letter to the new Taipei City government the new Taipei city government under Hoyoi turned them down. So that's interesting. So overall, we're seeing that the Ministry of Labor and the Ministry of Health are kind of at loggerheads over this issue. All right, from RTI, the headline is Taiwan bans visitors from four countries from using public transport. The quarantine measures in place are for people arriving from China, South Korea, Italy, and Iran. The measures apply to arrivals from Hong Kong and Macau, as well as from China. Continuing with RTI, the headline says it all. Government to recommend not holding events with over 1,000 attendees. All right. In the Taipei Times, virus outbreak quarantine has top priority. The Mainland Affairs Council tells Taiwanese in China. China. The article goes on to say quarantined and disadvantaged people are the government's priorities in evacuating people from China, the mainland affairs council said yesterday, following reports that Taiwanese stranded in China's Hubei province plan to sue the government for violating the constitution. Hundreds of Taiwanese are stuck in Wuhan, the provincial capital, but evacuation efforts have stalled as Taiwanese and Chinese authorities disagree on the details of evacuation flights, with some of the stranded people have expressed the hope to return home as individual travelers. A Taiwanese businessperson in Hubei told reporters that many of the Taiwanese are anxious to return to work in Taiwan. They've waited for more than a month, they said, adding that there have been no messages from the government. Therefore, they have asked a lawyer in Taiwan to help, quote, sue Tsai ing administration for violating the Constitution, limiting personal freedoms, and depriving us of our right to go home, they said. Now, this follows on. There was first a flight that was sent over to bring back Taiwanese from Wuhan. And this first flight, the government in Taiwan issued a list of people, a priority list of people. However, a person there who helped coordinate with the, the government there and who happens to also be a KMT member started playing around with a list, including girlfriends of Taiwanese business people on the list and adding people, which the government here was very upset about. So they they objected to the government in China. And of course, the Chinese government has not exactly been forthcoming, friendly or helpful the KMT has considered uh, penalizing or punishing that KMT member. All right, from Reuters. Provocative China pressures Taiwan with fighters fake news amid virus outbreak. China is pressuring Taiwan with provocative air force maneuvers near the island and spreading fake news to sow discord during the coronavirus outbreak, security sources and government officials in Taiwan say. I'm not going to go into it too much today. We probably will come back to this topic, but we've got a lot on the plate today. All right, over to the Taipei Times. The Ministry of Transportation and Communications plans subsidies for the travel sector. The ministry plans to use $800 million to offer professional training to employees of travel agencies, tour guides, and tour bus and taxi drivers. Now, the, the government right now is basically opening the floodgates with cash, and they're using it in ways which is kind of interesting here. So the ministry is compensating travel agents for the financial losses they sustained for cutting short Chinese visitors' tours in Taiwan, suspended trips to China, Hong Kong, and Macau, in compliance with the government's disease prevention policy. Okay, that makes sense. The ministry yesterday announced that it plans to use $800 from the budget to offer professional training to people working in the tourism industry, including employees of travel agencies, as well as tour guides, tour bus drivers, and taxi drivers. Now, that seems a little bit interesting that they would be spending so much money on essentially seminars. But the logic behind it will... revealed in the next article. In the next one, the MOTC readies $4.2 billion to bail out the aviation industry. And they are going to, as they put it here, the special budget will subsidize the landing fees and rent for airport space and facilities the airlines pay, Transportation Minister Lin Jialong said. The aviation industry is being hit hard by the epidemic it is the biggest victim, Lynn said, citing difficulties faced not only by airlines, but by airport operators and duty-free shops as well. According to an MOTC policy advisor, the $4.2 billion budget was calculated to subsidize 25% of the airline's airport rents and fees to make up for an estimated 25% drop in traffic because of the global novel coronavirus outbreak. The ministry decided to subsidize these fees rather than give airlines fee exemptions so that Taiwan's airports could remain fully funded and maintain airport worker pay levels and performance standards. Now, the economics minister introduces stimulus coupon plan. A government plan to issue travel-based stimulus coupons as part of ongoing efforts to mitigate the economic effects of the novel coronavirus could benefit up to 350,000 businesses in Taiwan. Now, these will be coupons with a face value of between 6 and 800 NT, which they're at least in, they're only in the planning stage, so they haven't determined the exact amount, and they say that they'll be issued in both paper and electronic forms. The coupons will be accepted at an estimated 140,000 restaurants and diners around Taiwan, as well as 280,000 businesses and shopping centers, 10,000 night markets, and 1,700 arts and culture spots he anticipated. Now, when will it come out? We don't know. He asked if the coupons will be issued before the Tomb Sweeping Festival holiday, from April 2 to 5, as some people have suggested to boost consumption during the spring break, Shin said it was unlikely. He said the stimulus coupons would likely be issued in between 6 and 12 months after the spread of COVID-19 slows down to help hard-hit small and medium catering businesses. With the viral spread crisis still growing, we should concentrate on outbreak prevention and control, he said. Now, it has also been not decided yet who will receive the coupons, whether it will only be Taiwan nationals or also foreign travelers or how they will be used. So it's still in the planning phases. All right. In the Taipei Times, NPP lawmakers question budget items. Some items in the cabinet's 60 billion NT dollar budget to bail out sectors affected by COVID-19 are unnecessary, while others need to be better planned, NPP legislator Claire Wong said yesterday. Some of the money could be put to better use, such as improving disease prevention measures at markets and stores, she said at a Q&A session with a premier in the Legislative UN. Now, it says here, she goes on and says, But some items appear to overlap with existing policies, while others do not appear to be urgent, such as the Ministry of Economic Affairs plan to earmark $260 million to help restaurants and retailers incorporate e-commerce technologies into their operations. At least 25,000 restaurants and eateries nationwide nationwide use food delivery companies, while about 63% of retailers have already embraced e-commerce, she said. Stores and retailers should be allowed to engage in fair competition in a free market, and efforts to help digitize their services should be funded by the general budget, not a special budget. Now it goes on. Wang Ashen, he's from the Ministry of Economic Affairs, Why 500 million NT dollars was earmarked to renovate traditional and night markets when a 475 million NT dollar project with the same purpose had already been implemented. Shen said that the proposal included in the special budget would be an improvement over the existing project as the government believes that the timing is ideal for such efforts. Prior to the outbreak, market stall operators shunned the government's renovation projects, such as adjusting the pathways, improving drainage systems, or installing lighting or canopies at the markets, saying that such projects could hurt their businesses, Sue said. With fewer people shopping in such markets now, it isn't an ideal time to tackle renovation projects, so when the outbreak blows over, consumers will have a better shopping experience. So what we're seeing here is an overall pattern here. You'll notice a a few articles back here. There was that instance where they were talking about how they were going to spend a bunch of money on training in the hospitality business. They're also, in this article, they're talking about how they want to subsidize businesses, upgrading their e-commerce, and also renovating markets. So all of this stuff, what they're doing is they're tackling what appears to be government priorities at a time when stores, retailers, markets, travel agencies, hospitality businesses all have quite a bit of time on their hands. Since they've got time, not very many customers, they're using this as an, as a kind of opportunity to, to move ahead with all these policy initiatives which is in one sense kind of clever, but on the other hand, it seems to be a quite significant amount of money, and it's unclear how a lot of these things are actually going to help these businesses ride out these the current crisis. If you're paying for seminars and things like that, that certainly helps people who are holding the the, the seminars, but for the travel agencies and the taxi drivers and all these people who are supposed to attend them, It's not really clear how that's going to help their business, how that's going to help them financially through the crisis. All right. Reuters is reporting Taiwan to have, quote, no problem maintaining GDP growth of 2% this year. Taiwan will have no problem maintaining economic growth of 2% this year. Its statistics chief said on Wednesday amid concerns that a coronavirus outbreak could hit the economy of the island, which is a key part of the global technology supply chain. Taiwan, whose largest trading partner is China, cut its estimate for 2020 economic growth to 2.37 last month as the outbreak threatened its export-reliant economy. The Ministry of the Statistics Agency told Parliament that the NT$60 billion stimulus package would help soften the virus impact. He said the package would give a 0.23% boost to GDP growth this year. However, The Taipei Times reporting that ANZ, the Australian New Zealand banking group, has cut their growth forecast of 0.5% from, sorry, they cut it by 0.5% from their original estimate of 2.1% in January to 1.6% this year. Similarly, Standard Chartered has cut the growth, their expected growth this year for Taiwan to 1.9% from 2.2% it predicted in in December last year however what we don't know is if either of those estimates include the 60 billion we'll see all right on to the KMT race eric chu when asked will he run at the next race cuz right now the one that they're the, the race that we're really engaged in is a by-election being held this saturday the big one really is next Um, next May, when they'll have an election for a full term. Somebody asked Eric Chu, or Zhu Liduan, are you considering running in next May's big election? And he said, oh, I haven't specifically been thinking about it. In other words, he is. Now, when there were some opinion polls held a little bit earlier this year about potential candidates, he came in the highest. All right, the current... The current uh, interim chair is vowing to crack down to the end on reports of vote buying, which apparently it's 2000 NT per vote. All right. Jiang Jitsun, Johnny Chang, who's one of the two candidates, he has outlined five things that he thinks are very clear that the party needs to sort out. And they are to pull together a unified culture, to spread their message better on the internet, to provide better internet services or digital services. They need to localize or work more at the grassroots. And they also need to have an international outlook. He also has come out, there's this report here, he's complaining to the party, saying that he has been viciously slandered, apparently in a dang ne, which is a, an internal party line group, apparently uh, he had been accused of being a secret, secret Taiwan independent sympathizer and a fellow traveler with a Chinese Communist Party. I'm not sure how those two got squared. All right, Haolong Bin, he also came out with some of his prescriptions for the party. He said that the party has become old, too red, meaning close to China. It's too conservative in preserving its traditions. And if these things don't change, then there's no way that it can get society's support. He believes that also they need to tackle the Comprador culture and that they also need to crack down on members who, for personal profit, are using cross-strait ties. All right, some interesting reads for today. There's quite a few. From Inkstick, Bernie, an anti-war hawk on Taiwan. I'm going to read the first sentence because it's amusing. Last week, the endearingly disheveled Bernie Sanders sat down for an interview with the threateningly handsome Anderson Cooper on 60 Minutes. I thought that was an interesting one. Essentially, the article is about whether or not Bernie Sanders is is serious about defending Taiwan because he, for example, voted against the first Iraq war when Kuwait's sovereignty was. You know, was challenged and invaded because in the in the case of Taiwan, he said, we will not sit by and allow invasions to take place. But he's voted against exactly that before. So the article goes into the history of the left and the right and his voting record, among other things. Similarly, uh, by Joseph Bosco in the Taipei Times, an editorial, U.S. must commit to Taiwan's defense. It's on a very similar. It's a very similar topic bit more on the history side in Ketagalan media impact of Wuhan coronavirus on cross-strait relations on pointer P-O-Y-N-T-R is how that's spelled disinformers are targeting Taiwan as a country where coronavirus is out of control and this uh, is either interviewed or written by some fact checkers it's an interesting read and uh, finally, response to COVID-19 in Taiwan, big data analytics, new technology and proactive testing. This is a pretty serious in-depth look published by the JAMA Network. All right. That's it for today. I hope you tuned in to Current Affairs Taiwan with me and Michael Turton yesterday. And we'll look forward to tomorrow. Remember, the news is ongoing. Also, the articles that we talk about here today, and the ones that are in English, will be posted on report.tw. All right, that's it for now. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. This has been brought to you by the Taiwan Report. For more content like this, become our patron at report.tw. 最喜歡我的台灣狗了